Hello and welcome to my podcast channel. My name is Alabiti Milane. So as you all know, this is the same part podcast where I'm going to be talking about, you know, the review of the game week and wow, what a really dry game week it was. Like game week seven was <laughs> like, I mean, we we're complaining about game week six and how like really difficult it was. I think game week seven just really took it like really personally and just took it like a new level and of course I'm going to talk about everything all the lessons that we can learn from this game week are going to be discussed in my podcast today so yes do stay tuned for the tips that I'm going to be dropping and going about the review as well so first of all um, I want to talk about like you know the results of the game week because um, of course we're gonna have like games and goals and uh, I just want to like go back like go over like the key fixtures of um, the key results of the game week so um, we had just five clean sheets all right out of the 10 um, 10 games and um, 20 teams that played we only had like five teams that kept clean sheets and those were like from really really unlikely sources like we saw Norwich City keeping a clean sheet we saw Leeds United keeping a clean sheet we saw Burnley and uh, maybe less surprisingly, Brighton and Arsenal. So these were the only five teams that kept clean sheets for the game week. And also seven other teams like scored only one goal. So, I mean, it's beginning to make sense why we have so many blanks, right? So let me go over the results. Um, Manchester United versus Everton kickstarted the game week um, in which Ronaldo was actually benched in that game. And the game finished like 1-1 draw. Um, in, um, in that fixture then um, going on to like the lunchtime fixture between Burnley and Norwich um, and the new new Chelsea um, versus Southampton Chelsea ran out three new um, three one winners in that game then Leeds versus Watford surprisingly ended you know just the one goal Leeds running out winners um, over Watford then Wolves and Newcastle Wolves running out winners um, 2-1 winners over Newcastle in that game then Brighton and Arsenal wrapping up Saturday with a goalless draw playing Nuno in that game then on Sunday we had Crystal Palace and Leicester um, which finished in a draw as well but a 2-2 draw this time around then Spurs and Aston Villa um, played out 2-1 in favour of Tottenham Hotspur getting back um, to winning ways then West Ham and Brentford um was um, a 2-1 game in which Brentford actually won that game 2-1. Yes, and I'm um, concluding the really, really um, sumptuous game week, <laughs> uh, I guess, then uh, between Liverpool and Manchester City, in which um, it was a really exciting draw 2-2 as well. So, yeah, I mean, it was um, it was a really uh, sort of like roller coaster game week because... Um, for some teams, um, if you sort of went for the differentials, um, you could have like ended up with some really, really nice points. But for most managers, um, it wasn't the case because most captain options blanked. And, um, you know, even most of the players like Ronaldo blanked, um, Sar blanked, Ben Rama blanked, Antonio blanked, Lukaku blanked, um, Pogba blanked, Saint Maximin blanked, Alonso who was like the most transferred in defender, right? <laughs> a blanked. Then also Joe Cancelo as well, blanked. Then Demarai Gray, like Luke Shaw, Danny Ings. You know, so many blanks in this week. And 
just one of the things that made the game look like so really dry like the points just weren't coming like the the games we thought we were gonna get points we were um anticipating these players to just get some attacking returns even if you're not gonna score just get an assist or some bonus points or something but no it was just like one pointers i mean it started with ronaldo like not starting that game um from manchester united and he came in in the second half um to just get a lovely one point like is it one point even lovely <laughs> So yeah, it was, it was really like it's a game week to forget, like normally. But yes, of course there are going to be lessons to be learned. So um, one thing I want to like want us to take away from um, this first is the Brighton and Arsenal defense. So yeah, so um, the Brighton and Arsenal defense, we can see they played new new, and um, I think apart from Manchester City, who have considered like the least shots on target, Brighton come you know you know second. Like, their defense is so good. And if you listen to my podcast, like, frequently, I always talk about Brighton. I always bang their drums that, look, if you're looking for defenders, if you're looking for especially budget defenders, I think Brighton are the way to go. And, yeah, I think they've, they've actually lived up to the hype because they've kept some really, really nice clean sheets over the course of the season. And we are actually seeing those returns coming now. Then Arsenal as well. I think Arsenal, they look like they've turned the corner and you know they're looking really really solid at that back line right now because they've actually kept i think three clean sheets in a row and yeah they, they've kept three clean sheets in four games um i beg your pardon so they, they've, they've kept like three clean sheets which is really really exciting because you can get some really really good um budget defenders in that arsenal ben white also got a bonus point in that game you can get like uh you know ramsdale is just like 4.5 4.6 million then you can also get you know the new uh you know arsenal defender takahiro tomiha tomiyashu um who is also 4.5 uh, million priced as well so there's some really really good budget options in their arsenal defense you can also go for karen tierney who was a bit um expensive just 4.9 he got the price drop but he also has some potential for attacking options too so yes you know the brighton and arsenal defense um i think they're really giving us a strong case for us to start you know betting on them and you know the Brighton defense, um, you know, checking about the fixtures they have. Um, you know, after the international break, they're gonna play Norwich, and after that is Manchester City and Liverpool. But after that, after those two games, I think the um, schedule gets a bit lighter after that. So um, I think um, they still want to keep an eye on probably for the bench for those two games they have for Manchester City and Liverpool. Then after that, you can you know continue playing them you know in your teams. And also for Arsenal as well, I think Arsenal fixtures are even much more um, sort of on paper. They look really good for Arsenal to get some really good clean sheets that can help you know get points for your team. So yes, I think those two teams are really good. Um, Leeds and Watford, um, Leeds actually kept a clean sheet as well. So um, it's kind of really unusual because they have some of like the worst defensive stats in the league. So I wouldn't necessarily say it's time to hop on the um, least defensive, um, you know, players yet. Um, but um, I think we can just um, sort of look at, you know, their, you know, the way they under the coming matches because they also have a very nice schedule as well, you know. Um, yeah, for Leeds United, yeah. So something Wolves and Norwich up next, which are like ranked, you know, very green on the fixture difficulty. So I think this will yeah, ones to look at as well. Then um another defense I wanted to talk about, um, you know, 
Bonley and Norwich. Of course, you can't expect Norwich to keep clinches because um, this one was like a real shocker to me because I wasn't I was expecting Bonley to like win. I mean, it was like a one new win, but Norwich somehow managed to like keep a clinches in that game. So um, I just really think this one is like a one-off thing and it's not something you would necessarily want to you know get players especially for Norwich for Burnley perhaps you know you can go for the likes of Lotum um you know who is like really cheap um at uh, 4.4 as well so um yeah but they have Manchester City next so you might just want to hold off you know transferring them in because Manchester City and Burnley is always like fireworks like Manchester City just you know goes into like beast mode when you want to play Burnley so I wouldn't necessarily jump on them yet but after the Man City game, they play um, Southampton, Brentford, um, Chelsea, Crystal Palace. So there's still some really, really nice um, games there. But I still wouldn't bank on them yet because Burnley have not really shown themselves to be like a really, really formidable side this season. So and I think there are really better options for you to look at um, going into the game week. Then another key player I want to talk about for um, game week seven. Obviously, there aren't much of them, but one person I want to talk about is Jamie Vardy. So, I mean, you know, I was saying it in the last game week that he's just gone under our radar, but every game week, every game week, he keeps giving us this sort of, like, why don't you still not own me? Like, I'm going to continue punishing you until you deem it fit to own me. So, I think right now is the time to move because I think the way this season has set up, it's it's really favoring differentials like a lot of people who have gone kind of gone against the crowd who have like gone against the hype are really getting some really good points you know for their stubbornness for their doggedness for their <laughs> ability to you know to just research to resist like that group mentality and that population mentality because um i mean if you have variety it's gonna be very hard for you to accommodate like some Cristiano Ronaldo and Lukaku or even Kane. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's really tempting to not want to own Vardy and go for those guys instead. But if you were able to like just shake off that, um, you know, that hype, and you went for Jamie Vardy, I mean, you're really enjoying the points. And I think now is the time, probably for you know a lot of other managers to start thinking of that as well because you can't keep missing out on these differential points i mean vardy is still let like owned by less than 15 percent of managers like over the entire um the entire community fu community so you really want to have this guy in your team because he seems to be bringing the like the the, the goals and the bonus points and it's even a really good captaincy option because he has manchester united up next after the international break and we know Manchester United find it very difficult to keep clean sheets and Leicester might actually even win this game because Manchester United are at home and at home Manchester United are not really that strong so yes so I think there's a really strong case for Jamie Vardy to be a captaincy option over the course of like the four or five um, coming game weeks because they had Manchester United, Brentford, Arsenal, Leeds United up next guys these are really really good fixtures and I'm really backing Jamie Vardy to score at least a goal in some of these games because you know we know jamie Vardy, especially going like the first half of the season he has this habit of like getting to scoring runs i talked about this in the previous podcast and yes he's shown that over the course of the season and i think this season is not going to be too different as well so yes um other players i wanted to talk about is townsend and Ducure. so yeah i mean this was kind of like a conundrum for mo- for some of us because we're thinking 
um can you keep this up should i go for gray instead because gray plays so good like if you watch everything games um gray really catches your eyes and but i think townsend and jikurei are really really like showing us some really really nice um reasons why we should start considering them for our teams that even against the big boys that these guys can actually still play their game and hold their ground and yeah the fixtures look really good as well what um western united watford and wolves up next so townsend and the Kure, they're really bringing some really really good points for a very very cheap value so i think they're really ones to look at i mean um, especially in the midfield this season, I think we've seen it like even if the big guys are not really bringing the points, um, aside from perhaps Salah, um, the big guys are not really bringing in points. So, yes, um, this sort of really cheaper guys are just bringing in those returns, very similar to Gundogan last season. Um, and I think um, before the points start drying up, I think this is time like for you to jump on them because I think these guys still have potential to deliver more. The way they are playing, they're playing so well. And it's really hard, you know, to see them, you know, not returning in the next game weeks. So, yes, Townsend and the Kuwait. Then also Son, who has kind of, I think it is the same boat as uh, Jamie Vardy because his price point is a bit really weird. You don't know if you should just add a few more and get, you know, the likes of Salah or Fernandez or um, even Kevin De Bruyne because, or probably she just downgrade. And go for the cheaper midfield options, you know, like Rafinha and you know Ben Rammer and the likes. But I think he also is showing us reasons why we should own him. I mean, that is the third double digit haul of the season in seven games um, for him in Son. And the fixtures looked really good. I mean, Spurs are that team you want, like they can easily turn up in any game, um, even if the fixtures like look red. So um, I think Son is one you're looking for your team and is one you should be looking at. Is one you should be planning to transfer in, especially given the way that like the, the really expensive guys are just blanking and can't seem to bring like the real points. So yes, going on to the next talking point is Salah and Fernandez. So guys, I mean, um, um, I, I think Salah is just really proving to be like the FPL, the ultimate FPL cheat code because. Um, if you captain Mohamed Salah every week this season, I think you you are going to be in like the top 500k um, at least if you if you've kept the armband on Salah like consistently this season because I mean this guy is a gold magnet. He's only blanked one in the season once in the season, and even then he got three points. He got three points, and after that, that is like the his first double digits haul of the season and. That takes him to 70 points, guys. Like 70 points. This guy is averaging 10 points per game. 10 points per game. So if you captained him for all the um, seven weeks, like he could have gotten um, one 140 points, like off just one player alone. So guys, I mean, Mohamed Salah is really, really proving to be um, like essential. Not even essential to have, like essential as a captain option because. Um, out of the top five captains, I mean, we're talking about Ronaldo, Lukaku, and Antonio being some really strong captaincy options for this game week, but we also saw how that panned out with them failing to register goals or even assists. But Mohamed Salah did score a goal and an assist against Manchester City. So, um, I mean, it's, it's a really, really hard, um, you know, it's a really, really hard fact for us to take in. 
and is it even really hard because this guy is shown like himself to be like that FPL shit code is showing himself to be like the guy you want to have in your team so um if you don't have Mohamed Salah I don't know what you're doing and yes that's that saying holds true as well this guy is fixture proof and um you can captain him for any game you can captain him for any game at all because it's shown to be that consistent and I'm actually even banking backing him to um to go on and break you know the previous record is set i think this season is the season it eventually breaks that record um at least for the first half of the season um pending when it's gonna go for the Af- african cup of nations because it's playing so good it looks so sharp in front of goal and i mean it's, it's, it seems to like like i've gotten it all figured out so i think salah i'm actually banking his drum um he's in 60 percent of teams and i'm actually expecting that to rise because with the underlying numbers and the way he's playing um it's, it's very hard to overlook uh, Mohamed Salah then um, I want to talk about Fernandez as well so yeah I mean when Ronaldo came a lot of us just shipped out um, Bruno Fernandez because um, we were thinking okay Ronaldo is a better asset you know to own and of course like with very good reason I mean justified but I think with the way that Manchester United team is still set up um, I think Fernandez is still on penalties which still makes him a very very good um you know i feel asset to have plus the fact that fernandez still looks like he can get you know use some attacking returns and it seems to be um undroppable it seems very unlikely you know that all the um like manchester united's coach is going to like drop fernandez you know going into the game with the way he drops um cristiano ronaldo because cristiano ronaldo is obviously older than bruno fernandez and we wouldn't expect cristiano ronaldo to play other games even though i think he can but i think the way ole um is setting up that team i think fernandez is proving to be much more attractive than cristiano ronaldo at this point because we saw i mean we, we a lot of us didn't actually expect it that cristiano ronaldo was going to be benched you know in that sort of game um, but I think um, as an FPL manager, you don't care what the underlying reasons are. You're just going with the facts. And the fact is, I think Fernandez is going to play more games than Cristiano Ronaldo will under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And you really want to have Fernandez, you know, in your team. And I think with the way Ronaldo is playing, like the way the team is set up, Manchester United aren't really that strong attacking first that a lot of us were expecting at the, top of, at, at the beginning of the season. So... Um, yeah it's, it's a kind of it's a it's a very tough choice i understand so um if you have both of them um i think you should just look for an alternative and yeah i think that's what game week seven has started because you can have both of them Manchester United are not like the strong side we we're expecting and i think there's even a case to be made for fernandez being, being the better fpl assets um at least for what the first seven game weeks have taught us yeah so going forward, I just want to talk about some really, um, really, really uh, emerging assets in um, the person of Raul Jimenez. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of us were, you know, if you own Jimenez at the start of the season, um, you would have been really disappointed because it was just blanking back to back. But the last two games, like I said, like the, the fixtures of Thunder beat. And, you know, I think I said it um, in my um, game week four review. Or uh, yeah, I think gaming for a game of fact review that I think you can expect to get some really good returns from Raul Jimenez, and he's done that um, because he finished this game with, with his first digit 
double digits all of the season, getting 10 points in that game against Newcastle. So, yeah, Jimenez is one you want to have in your team going forward because the fixtures look really good for him to get even better attacking returns. Yes, so, yes, another um, fixture I want to talk about was the Manchester City Burnley going into game week 8. I think it's going to be the same story for Burnley and Manchester City. Um, I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game for Manchester City. And I think Burnley are going to like just chicken out and still consider goals anyway. So, I think if you're looking for differentials, that Manchester City-Burnley game is one you should be looking to get players you know, from especially on the sides of Manchester City because they played so well against Liverpool and I think on another day they probably would have won the game or even scored more but yeah I think um, the Liverpool Manchester City game is one to consider uh, um, Manchester City Burnley game is one to consider obviously um, there's always the rotation risk with Manchester City players but I think you can go for the likes of Cancelo um, Castello looks really sharp in that game um, between Liverpool and Manchester City today. Um, you can also go for Kevin De Bruyne as well. I think he's going to play against Burnley and you might actually get some very good returns because Kevin De Bruyne looks to be on like very good form right now. Yes, guys. So, I'm going to take a break now. In the next segment, I am going to just finish up with the game week review of game week 7. Do stay tuned. Alright guys, thank you for staying tuned to my channel. This is the Team Pod FPL podcast where I am talking about the lessons that we've learned from the game week and this is the part two. Um, I've talked about um, some of the players in depth in that part one. So in this um, segment, I'm just going to talk about, uh, you know, um, the, t- the key takeaways so, um, so far for the season. So I think this season has shown us that the differentials are essential all right so um if you're someone who doesn't like to go too much with the crowd i think you would have been really rewarded for that this season and i think we can expect to um to get those sort of things for this season so um, i'm just gonna charge you as an fpl manager that even if you're lagging behind um i think the secret is differential so Go for those defenses that look really solid, that have very good numbers. Look for the attack that have very good underlying numbers, that have very good fixtures, um, and just try to get them. It doesn't matter how many people own them or whether the prize, you know, whether they're not in many teams or maybe many people aren't talking about them, but just try to get them regardless. You can get your points through that. Look at the Wolves um, fixtures. Um, look at the likes of Raul Jimenez. Um, look at the likes of Huang as well, who seems to be getting the goals. And um, most people are just ignoring them. Look at Gabriel Jesus, all right, who seems to be getting the points, but he's being overlooked. So just um, try to look for those differentials, all right. Um, I mean, a lot of managers were running to Marcos Alonso this week, um, and he ended up like getting benched, all right. So that's not what you want to do. That you want to. Um, make your research before you start transferring players. Of course, Marcos Alonso was, you know, sort of, you know, that player that had good numbers as well. Like he gets in the box and looks like he's gonna score, you know, just 
um, the next goal. But look at some other players. Like look at the likes of um, you know the likes of Brighton defenders, even Brentford. I think they have some really good players. You know that are just sort of going under the radar because a lot of people are just not talking about them. Look at the likes of Jamie Vardy. Look at the likes of. You know, Bowen, you know, West Ham, I, I, I mean, Antonio and Benrama Blanc and Bowen actually scored. I mean, he has very good numbers. Jimenez, you know, has one of like, you know, he, he creates so many chances, I think, among forwards. I think he's the top four chances created as a striker. So just try to look for those kind of statistics. And, you know, it doesn't matter if people aren't talking about them. It doesn't matter if they're low owned or their price seems weird or, you know, you want to own a better player. Um, that people are talking about just go for them regardless i think the stats are really showing to be very effective um this season and we can actually bank on them so that's what i have to say and also um i think if you own chelsea assets i think chelsea are back to winning ways um i think the fixture that they have is very good um, a lot of managers obviously were disappointed after the captain Jumel lukaku and he blanked but I think we can expect, um, you know, him to get some things um, given the upcoming fixtures. I mean, like Chelsea had like three, like three or four very tough games back to back, and it sort of affected their confidence a little. But I think this win against Southampton is just what they need, you know, to just to get those three points and that winning mentality back. So I am backing Lukaku to at least in the next two or three game weeks to get like two or three goals out of those games. So yes, guys. So if you have those guys, like just keep your head, don't panic. Try not to take too many hits. Like if you want to play chip, that's fine, but try not to take too many hits. Like imagine in a week where the average point is about thirty points and you take a minus eight or a minus twelve. All right. So how how is your week gonna turn out? So. And even the player you the players you end up like transferring in didn't bring in the points like to make up for the hits. So just try to keep your head, try to use your free transfers to take in those players that you can actually captain for the week. So if you can um, afford to have Jamie Verdi, if you can afford to have you know a Manchester City player going into the game week like with your free transfers, go for them. Alright, so there's some really really key fixtures that you want to have. You know, those sort of um, teams that are, seems to be conceding goals, that seems um, not to be able to score goals. Those are the teams you want to, like, bet against, all right? So, if a team is conceding goals like Norwich, you know, they seem like to can't keep their defense in other, um, like Burnley, all right? You want to have strikers, you know, playing against those teams. Like, even Manchester United, they can't keep a clean sheet. You want to have attackers that are playing against them, all right? Then for teams that have, you know, um, they can't score like Norwich they haven't scored an away goal this season so if they're playing away you want to have defenders that are playing against them you understand so this kind of really um, really key stats are what you want to um, know going into the game week and just get players you don't necessarily have to take hits for that but just try and make very quality transfers that can transform into some really quality points for your team that will get you those green arrows alright so Thank you guys again for listening to my podcast. It really means a lot to me and, you know, motivates me to want to make more of this. So, again, thank you for listening to my podcast. And I hope you're going to be here for, you know, the upcoming Game Week reviews. Um, yes, so my name is Alabi Tim Lane. This is Tim Paul Podcast. And thank you for listening. I will see you in the next Game Week. More points to your teams, guys. 
Thank you.